0: hi everyone welcome to another episode of when the scriptures become real get a podcast where we learn where we study where we grow uh, we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can um, as we continue to serve our lord um, again if you're watching the video portion you see that there's a blank wall behind me i'm not in my office i'm at my apartment right now because of the snowstorm so if you're in it i know friends and and family that are in it so please be careful Um, But we're still so grateful that we have the opportunity to study and to learn um, and to grow from home as well. So we're grateful for this avenue. Uh, Again, before we get started, um, I want to give a shout out to um, a few states listening. I don't have the analytics right in front of me, but I do have the states that are listening. Um, But I will get those analytics out um, so I can shout you guys out next week, Lord willing. So we have listeners from Missouri, which is great. Uh, Georgia, which is great too, and Texas. So those are three big ones. So we're grateful that you guys are listening and growing and studying with us. It's just, it's incredible. It's really amazing. We're so thankful. Okay, so remember last week we got into biblical love, part one. Right? We talked about, um, you know, we kind of talked about how how to love when it's tough, or how to love when you don't feel love. Right? And so part two. We're going to transition over and we're going to talk about forgiveness, but not necessarily the broad topic of forgiveness. We're going to dig a little deeper. And this is what I mean by that. Um, I believe we understand and we have a concept of what forgiveness is in the broad sense of the term, right? I think we understand what it means and it doesn't mean it's not important to talk about it because we will later on. But right now, we're not going to talk about the broad topic of forgiveness. We're going to talk about reasons why it's hard to forgive. I think people don't, I think people understand the concept of forgiveness. I just think the action of it is tough for people. So today, in today's podcast, we want to look at three reasons why you and I can't forgive. Three reasons why you and I can't forgive. Right, and what we're going to do, we're going to look at Luke chapter fifteen, but then we're also going to jump to First Corinthians thirteen, and we're going to look at a few concepts from that chapter as well. Okay, so I'm excited about this one. So let's let's go on and get started. Okay, so let's go over to Luke chapter fifteen, if you will. Luke fifteen, and if if you're new to the podcast, again, we want you guys to open up your Bibles with us and study because I want you to see this for yourself, so you can take notes and so you can go back and study for yourself. Okay. So Luke 15. So for sake of time, we're not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to, I want to give a synopsis because I want to hone in on someone else here in the text. So, again, in Luke 15, we have the prodigal son where the, the younger son receives his inheritance from the father. And he goes out and he, he lives his life and the Bible describes it as riotous living. And so he goes and spends the entire inheritance. And so after that, then he realizes at his lowest point that he needs to return home. So he does. And so his father rejoices. The servants rejoice. um, They have a celebration. Everything seems to be great. Everything's great with everyone else but the older brother. And so remember, keep in mind this concept of three reasons why you can't forgive. Think about this concept. So number one, the first reason. Is because we are too immature to forgive. Now, remember, in our text in Luke 15, who just came home? The the younger brother just came home. Now, you know, this doesn't mean that you accept all the things he did when he left, but at least you're glad he's back, or you should be glad that he's back. But notice verse number 28 of our text in Luke 15, and notice everyone else is celebrating, but watch the older brother's attitude. Verse 28 of Luke 15, how does that start? And he was angry, and he would not go in. And so think about the situation. He, the younger brother left his father's home. Yes, he lived a riotous life, and it doesn't mean you approve of the things he did when he left. But at least he's back, and he realizes he was wrong. That's something to celebrate in of itself. And you would think at the least that he would be happy that his brother was home. But the text says what? He was angry. One reason why you won't forgive. One reason why I won't forgive is because I'm too immature because I'm too angry. I'm too immature because I'm too angry. Now, what does this mean? Let's, 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 let's walk through this here. So here's a couple things of why we can't forgive if we're too angry. So number one, if we only look at how things affect us and just us alone, that's a sign of immaturity. Because look at the, look at the older brother here. Everyone else is celebrating. Everyone else is there being happy. Well, why is he off by himself? Because he's too angry with himself. He's too angry with his brother. When you only look at how things only affect you, you'll never be able to truly forgive because you're too self-centered. I'm too self-centered. You know, think about this example, guys. Think about, think about a family and think about a husband and a wife. And sometimes there's, there's problems in a marriage, right? And so let's say that the husband and the wife are fighting over something. So only the husband and the wife understand what the problem is. But let's say you have four or five kids. Even though the kids don't understand the the specific problem, does it mean that they're not affected by your problem? They are. And so what if you're a husband and what if you're the wife and what if you're only... um. What if your only concern is about how this situation is affecting you, your self-centered? That's immaturity. You can't forgive if you're too angry. Now, Jordan, are you saying that that I shouldn't care about what somebody did? Are you saying that I shouldn't um, be mad or that I shouldn't do this or I shouldn't? I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is, what did the Lord command us to do? He commanded us to forgive, right? But what did the Lord also tell us to do? He said, you can be angry, but what did he tell us not to do? But don't sin. So here's the question. If the Lord commands us to forgive and I don't forgive, what am I doing? I'm sinning. So therefore, I can be angry and I, can, I cannot agree with what someone did. But when someone asks for my forgiveness, and when someone asks for your forgiveness, what should we do? Forgive. We'll get into that just a little bit more later. But then number two, if you only look at things from your point of view, you'll never truly be able to forgive either. The older brother here in Luke 15, he didn't even seem happy that his little brother was alive. He wouldn't even celebrate that notice in the text before everyone else is there notice in verse 28 he said he was angry and then how else what else does the text say he was angry and he wouldn't even go in he wouldn't even go see him when you only look at things from your point of view you'll never be able to forgive so here's some quick application so how can i learn to mature how can i learn to think of others how can i learn to forgive how can i learn to do this in order to learn how to be mature, you have to understand the immaturity signs within yourself and myself. So here's three signs of immaturity of a Christian. If you can't forgive and if you fall into one of these, you still got some growing to do. And I'm talking to me too. Okay. So don't just think I'm, I'm, I'm saying just for you, I'm talking to me too. All right. So look at this one. So number one, If it's hard for you to forgive or you can't forgive, here's a sign of immaturity in a Christian. If someone else admitting fault to you is satisfying like they owe you something, that's a sign of immaturity. Now, I understand you want people to forgive. We are to go to our brethren, right, for forgiveness. But if you're sitting back and you're sitting there like a like a king right waiting for someone to beg and grovel at your feet that's wrong it's immaturity we can't do that to one another jesus said there's a way to do this forgive one another you know it takes humility to ask someone for forgiveness and what does it look like for you maybe you're not maybe you're the party that didn't do anything but how does that look on your part? Even if you didn't do anything in the situation, you're sitting there like a king as they're groveling to you in their humblest state and you're looking over them. There he goes. He's finally asking my forgiveness after all this time. She's finally asking for my forgiveness after all this time. What does that make you? It doesn't make you humble, does it? So, So Christ did that for us, right? So when we needed help, he was there sitting there looking at us. He didn't do that. Christ, according to Philippians chapter two, Christ humbled himself and Christ became the servant. That's what he did. So if someone else admitting fault to you is is satisfying, like they owe you something, that's immaturity. Then number two, what's another sign of immaturity? When you make them work for your forgiveness. Well, what are you talking about? Make them work. Look look at this real quick. Keep your finger there in in Luke uh, 15 and jump over to chapter 17, Luke 17. And I want you to notice Jesus addresses this here with the disciples. Um, Let's start in verse one. Then said he to the disciples, it is impossible, but offenses are going to come. But woe unto him through who they come. It is better for him that a millstone were hanging about his neck and he cast into the sea that he should offend one of these little ones. Watch this. Notice this is this is a concept of forgiveness. You see, so many times here's why we get things wrong. When we talk about forgiveness, we're only focused on the party that did wrong. That's a part of it. But you, even if you're in the right, notice what Jesus says. Take heed to who? Take heed to yourself, because even though you might be the party, that's not wrong. You still have to look out for yourself and your attitude. Take heed to yourself. If your brother trespasses against thee, rebuke him right now. Notice what's the first thing we should do. If he trespass, rebuke him. Hey, brother, you know, according to the scripture, this isn't right. Hey, this action that you did or this action that you committed is not right. According to the scripture, rebuke him. And if he repent, what do you do? Oh, you make him beg. Oh, you make him grovel. Oh, you do this. You make him run around for your forgiveness. The text says, forgive him. Well, Jordan, you don't understand. uh, what What if he does this multiple times? What if she does this multiple times? Well, Jesus addresses that. Verse four, and if he trespassed against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day, again, return to thee saying, I repent, what does the Bible say? You shall forgive him. Now watch the question, watch verse five. And the apostles said unto the Lord, increase our faith. You know, we always talk about faith in this podcast, how important faith is, how much you need faith. Did you know that in order to truly forgive, what do you need? You need faith. Because Jesus said in verse two, take heed to yourself. Because if your brother or your sister comes to you humbly asking forgiveness, who are you to lord over them? And vice versa. Jesus said, No, 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 no. Before they even come to you, you need to look at you. What are you doing? Take heed to yourself. And the apostle said, Lord, increase our faith. Well, how do I increase my faith? Forgive. Forgiveness. You need faith to forgive. So, not only are those two reasons assigned a sign mat- of immaturity in a Christian, but here's the third one. When you listen to bad advice and I'm talking about when you listen to bad advice from Christian people, it is a sad thing y'all where I've literally seen this happens. And this is a big one here for our teenagers going into college and then the kind of the young professional group to where they're still, they're still college age, but they might be married now. This is big for us. When we listen to bad advice from Christian people, mind you, notice this. Have you ever seen a situation where a guy asks a girl for forgiveness or a girl asks a guy for forgiveness, but then instead of forgiving one another on the spot, the girl has to go to her group of girls and talk, should I forgive him? He did all this, should I do this? Then the guy goes over to his group and says, hey, look, she asked, what should I do? Should I forgive him? should I do this? And then what happens is you have a group of, I'm putting my fingers up in quotations. You have a group of Christian women talking about not to forgive someone else or a group of Christian guys talking not to uh, forgive someone else. Oh no, make him beg, make him beg, ignore him for a while. Don't text him for a while. Don't talk to him for a while. Be short with her for a while. Make her work for it. Make her want you back. What is that? By, by, uh, by dictionary definition, that's called manipulation. That's not forgiveness to me. You see, that's a sign of immaturity. Doesn't that sound like Rehoboam, though? When Rehoboam was king and he was going to the council of the wise men and the old man to see what he should do. And instead of listening to the older council, what did rehoboam do? hey y'all how should i how should I lead this people all oh, be 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 ruthless be like a be like a scorpion, just be ruthless to these people how that work out for rehoboam? you see it's so sad to see that this literally happens, and it's sad to see that I've witnessed it it's wrong it's wrong. what did Jesus say instead of listening to these christian people of what you should do for this guy or this girl why don't you look at luke chapter 17 and increase your faith and forgive them it's wrong that's a sign of immaturity if you're doing these things so what's one reason why you'll never be able to truly forgive someone because you're too immature because you're too immature i'm talking to myself too we have to learn to mature and forgive Well, what does it take to forgive? It takes faith. Because didn't Jesus say, what's going to come? Offenses will come. So Jordan might do something to offend you. You might do something to offend Jordan. But what do you need to do? Forgive but what happens is we become so bitter and then we talk to these groups of people to ask them what we should do about the situation rather than looking at the Bible. Learn to mature. Then look at look at number two. What's another reason why we can't forgive? We're too self-centered. Let's go back to our text. Let's, let's go back to our text. Not only are we immature, but we're too self-centered. If we go back to our text... Actually, before we get there, quickly, I wanted to jump over to 1 Corinthians 13. At the end of that point, for we are too immature, in 1 Corinthians 13, um, verse number four, notice what it says love is. Love suffers long. Love is kind. It envieth. It, It envieth not. It vaunteth not itself. It's not puffed up. So when someone asks for forgiveness, oh, I'll make them beg. I'll ignore him. I'll be short with him or her. Is that real love then? Love suffers long. It's patient. It's kind. This needs to be developed. So instead of developing bitterness, develop long suffering. It takes time. It takes time to do this. All right. So let's go back to our second point. So another reason why we can't forgive is we're too self-centered. Let's go back to Luke 15 and look at verse 29. So everyone's celebrating. Verse 28, as we mentioned before, he's too angry. He won't go in. So his father had to come out. So now we're in verse 29. And he answered and said to his father, watch this. Lo, how many years do I serve thee? Neither transgressed I at the time of thy commandment. And you never gave me a kid that I might be married with my friends, well, time out. What are we celebrating? We're celebrating that your brother is alive. And I have to come out here and talk to you because I don't, I didn't give you a party for doing what you're supposed to do. (laughs) If y'all know me, I'll say my patented phrase, what you mean? Why, why am I even talking to you about this? That's immaturity. And that's being too self-centered. Think about what the father had to do right here, y'all. He had to come out and tell the the older brother. Why are you angry about what you're supposed to be doing? So are you so now if I'm the father, I'm not saying the father did here, but I'm saying for me, if I'm the father, now, I question, now I'm questioning your motives. So were you doing everything just so you can get all this stuff? The older brother told the father all the good things I did. Oh, God. Or look, Father, I never, uh, you know, I never disobeyed your commandment. You never gave me a kid. I never was able to do this with my friends. Wait a second. Stop looking at how things affect you. If if you're too self-centered, you'll never be able to truly forgive. See how someone else is doing. So, what could the older brother could have done? He could have went in there, went in there, and talked to his younger brother. But instead, he stayed off in the corner and moped around. You see, here's here's the problem. We can't forgive because we're too busy moping around thinking about what's not happening for us. Why am I so? It's never happened for me before this has never happened. So why am I celebrating this? Well, wait, you we might need to check your attitude. What are you doing? Notice he says here that you never gave me anything that I might make merry with my friends, but he comes home and now he gets all this. That's self-centered. It's being selfish. But if you jump back to First Corinthians 13, y'all, If you jump back to our text and look at verse number five, watch what else it says about love here. So look at verse number five. Love also, watch this. It does not behave itself unseemly. And watch this. It never seeks her own. It is not easily provoked and it doesn't think any evil. Didn't the older brother here in the text do the exact opposite of verse five? His love His love behaved itself wrongly. His love seeked his own. His love was easily provoked. And his love only thought evil of his brother. You know, when someone asks us for our forgiveness, When we have this, the opposite attitude of verse number five, we're no better than the older brother. We always think the worst. Our love's unseemly. It's easily provoked off the smallest stuff. And then no wonder why we're bitter. Because our love's not right. So we're too immature, number one. Then number two, we're way too self-centered. And so here's the application for us here. Stop thinking about yourself and how things affect you. Think about others. Think about how it affected someone else. You know, one thing that um, my mom taught me a while ago is, you know, when you find yourself just kind of in your corner, thinking, thinking on your own, think about how this is not happening for you and that's not happening for you and sitting around moping and getting mad that nobody's calling you, nobody's texting you first, nobody's doing all this, get up and do something for someone else. There was one, there was one Saturday where um, mom and I and the family, we went out and we just went to go visit. Right. So just, you know, go to, go to people's houses. So we went just to see how people were doing and you know how much that, that encouraged, you know, that encouraged our family and encouraged myself as an individual. Because when you look at other people and try to help others, your problems don't seem that big. Especially when you look at someone who's in a way worse situation than you. Man, I'm, I'm complaining about my job at work. I'm complaining about how things are in my life. I'm complaining about how things are with this, but then I go visit this older member who can't get out the house, who can't walk, who has to have their food delivered, who can't eat the things that I can, who, who wishes they could get back and they could go to work and work for themselves. But I'm sitting here complaining. I'm able bodied. I'm sitting here complaining about going to work. I'm sitting here complaining about. You see, it puts your problems in perspective. It doesn't lessen your problem. But I'm saying it puts it in perspective. Man, I could be like that right now. I could be in a wheelchair not be able to go to work. But the Lord's blessed me, so maybe I need to change my attitude. Stop being so self-centered. Stop being so immature. So how can we grow? Learn to mature. Learn not to be too self-centered like this older brother was. But then number three, this is a big one. The third reason why we can't forgive is because we're too bitter and we're not sweet enough. We're too bitter and we're not sweet enough. Look at verse 30. So not only does he go in, not only does he not go into the celebration, he's angry. He won't go in. Verse 29, he's complaining to his dad. He's too self-centered. Then watch verse 30. But as soon as this Thy son was come, which devoured thy living with harvest, by the way. You killed the fatted calf for him. So notice what happens in verse 30. Look how he starts this off. He says, but as soon as, did he say my brother? He said, thy son. You see, he lost all association with this guy. Because he was too bitter. When we become too bitter about the past, it will affect your relationship with that person and with other people that come into your life later. Bitterness will affect all of your other relationships. 100 trillion gazillion percent. It always will. He said He said, "As soon as I some was come, You devoured or um, which he he lived his life with harlots. Wait a second. How did he know he lived his life with harlots? Did he know that? He may be assuming there. You gave him this, though. You see, this is this is bitterness talking. This is bitterness talking. So if you're bitter, all of your relationships with others is going to be bitter. So think about this example for a second. Let's say you have a guy or a girl, either or. And let's say the guy or the girl is bitter with someone, uh, with a, an old friend. Let's say they're bitter with an old friend. Let's say even they're bitter with a member of their family, right? And so what happens in most situations when this guy or this girl who is bitter with a member of their family or someone else, when a good person, when a First Corinthians 13 guy or girl comes into their life, when a 1 Corinthians 13 member of the church or encourager comes and tries to help and maybe makes one mistake, that guy or that girl that is good, they're lumped to the same category as the person that hurt them. So what happens with bitter people is bitter people love to be with bitter people. You see what bitterness will do for you guys? And for me, bitterness will make you miss out. Bitterness will make you miss out. Bitterness will make you miss out on the sweetness that could be right in front of you. And you might not be able to see it because you're too bitter about the past. And you lump everybody else that comes into your life in the same category as the people that hurt you before. Don't you understand why Jesus said in Luke seventeen, offenses are going to come? So how do I increase my faith when that happens? Instead of holding on to that the, to that resentment and that bitterness, forgive. Forgive. Here's my advice. Here's some application for us, and especially for our young people. Don't let another person's bitterness make you bitter and take away your sweetness. Don't let another person's bitterness make you bitter and take away your sweetness. Don't let, don't let someone else have that power over you. You know, you think about the phrase, um, you know, I hear a lot of Christian guys, they talk about nice guys finish last Jordan, nice guys finish last. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think that's a state of mind for bitter people. So I think a bitter person said that, that nice guys finish last. Why? Because when you're bitter, think about this for a second, whether you're a guy or a girl, when you're bitter, you don't want someone to help you. Why? Because you're too afraid to face what's making you bitter. And you know and you know good and well, and I know good and well, that if you're with a good person, and if and, and not necessarily a relationship, maybe it could be a, a a mother or an encourager at the church or whoever it is, when a good person comes into your life, you know good and well that at some point they're going to try to help you face your bitterness, and you're too afraid, and so what you'll do is you'll. You want someone just like you. You want someone who's going to mask their bitterness just like you're masking it. Because that's more comfortable. Bitter people love to be with bitter people. So do nice Christians finish last? No. That's a bitter person's state of mind. Because they understand a good person is going to want to help. But a bitter person will just make you comfortable. So is faith always comfortable, though? Is having faith, is exercising faith, is acting on faith? Is that always a comfortable thing to do? No, sir. So does that mean forgiveness is always going to be easy? No, sir. Forgiveness can be very, very difficult. You know, people just kind of glaze over that Luke 17. Well, Jesus said, no matter what they do, just forgive them. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. But that's why he says you need to have faith and you don't need to let anyone take away your sweetness. No matter what someone can do to you, don't make them take away your sweetness. Still be kind to them. Still check on them, even if they never check on you. Still talk to them even if they, they don't want to talk to you. Still be kind to them even if they ice you out. It doesn't matter. No one, you know, one great lesson that I've learned from my parents and from other great people is no matter how someone treats you, don't let someone change you. Don't give someone else the power to change your sweetness. Be kind. Luke 17. I'm not saying forgiveness is always easy because it's not. It could be a very tough thing to do. We as brethren, we can hurt one another in a lot of different ways. Luke 17 mentions offenses will come. And I'm not saying when you forgive someone that it's going to be easy tomorrow, or it's going to be easy the next day, or it's going to be easy the next day. It's not. But that's why Jesus said, do you want to increase your faith? Forgive. You see why faith is so important? Because not only will faith allow you to become better instead of bitter, but faith will give you the strength to do things that you never thought you could do. So does that include forgiveness? Well, I never thought I could ever forgive this person for what they did. I don't think I could ever. So you'll find yourself looking at it and saying, well, Christ forgave me. Christ commands me to forgive. Even though it's not easy, I want mercy on the day of judgment because I want to forgive others. Here's a final thing here. Forgiveness is a gift that God gave us first. Because there was no way in the world that we could have helped our situation. There's no way. There's nothing we could have done. There's nothing we could have given. There was nothing we could have done. But Christ and God decided to forgive. So if they had the strength and the ability to forgive us, even at times still when we don't act the right way towards them, they still forgive us. So when you have a hard time, Forgiving a family member, forgiving a friend, forgiving a brother, forgiving whoever. Take heed to yourself. Have faith and forgive. Look at the Father. Lean on the word of God to help you to continue to be sweet instead of bitter. To help you to continue to stay kind. To help you Continue to have the right type of attitude. So, if you're having trouble today, if you're having trouble forgiving, maybe you're too immature. Maybe you're too self centered. And maybe you're just downright bitter. But you don't have to stay there. Be mature. Instead of being self-centered, find a way to serve someone else. And instead of being bitter, don't let anybody, no matter how they treat you, no matter what they do or don't do for you, don't let anyone have the power to take away your sweetness away from you. You know, let's close here. If you go back to 1 Corinthians 13, I want you to notice something here quickly. You know, we talk about how sometimes forgiveness is so hard, right? And sometimes we feel as if we should be able to forgive someone, but we just, we might not be able to. Notice what Jesus said here, or Paul said here, but through inspiration. Notice what happens in verse eight. When you forgive, when you have love, sometimes we have the wrong attitude. Sometimes we have the attitude, well, if I forgive them, then they win. If I forgive them, then they're they're in the clear. If I forgive them, notice what it says here. Forgiveness and true agape love, it never, ever, ever, ever fails. Charity never fails. But what does charity do according to verse six? Or according to verse seven, it bears all things, it believes all things, it hopes all things, and it endures all things. Love, faith and forgiveness never fails. Learn to forgive. Man, that's such a such a great text, isn't it? Ah, oh, just looking at First Corinthians 13 and then Luke, it's a lot to take in. And maybe you're in this in one of these states right now. If you're in a bitter state, in an immature state, um, in a self-centered state, you don't have to do this by yourself. You know, ask for help, ask to grow, ask, ask to study. Because if you stay in this bitter state, you'll never be the person you need to be. And your relationships moving forward will never be the thing it can be either. So I hope this, this was able to help you and to challenge you really to not be better, but to, to be mature so we can learn to show that true agape love and we can learn to truly, truly, truly forgive. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it.